Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Derek Lamont Experience and the Derek Lamont Show on the All Our Nonsense Podcast Network. Of course, my name is Derek Lamont Jackson with you on a weekly basis here. Uh, as you guys know, we've changed things up a bit. We used to do separate shows for sports, gaming, wrestling, etc., etc. I've decided to throw everything into one big pot like a pot of gumbo and do this all in one fail swoop. That way I can record, put a show out every week, and then focus on other things I'm working on as well, as well as being a dad. Um, so, top story, I want to touch on this because this is happening in real time as I'm recording. It was actually streaming while this happened. For those of you not aware, Tua Tonga Vailoa, uh, there was an injury in not this uh, the game last Sunday. And we're all like, man, the way he got up, it kind of looks like he may be concussed. And he's like, no, 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 it was my back. That's why I stumbled. I'm fine. I'm not concussed. Apparently did not go through concussion protocol. Well, um, well, actually, that was this Sunday because they're saying two concussions in five days. Anyway, as I'm recording this, the Dolphins are playing the Bengals, and two apparently took a pretty nasty hit. I didn't see it because I was streaming, and then I got a text from my cousin saying, yo, Tua just got hit. Actually, let me read exactly what Juan and Storo were saying because we're in the group chat together. Uh, and Colby is pointing out to me that he was questionable at the start of the game, which I was aware. Oh, shit. I shouldn't say that. Tua is one of my fantasy quarterbacks. I started him because Justin Herbert got hurt, so um, I definitely, yeah, I definitely had him in the game tonight, and obviously he's hurt, so uh, clearly I'm going to lose this game, but that doesn't matter because this man's health is what's important. Uh, so Juan texts me, he's like, Tua got fucked up. I was like, wow, how bad is it? He said, it's bad. They're taking him to a trauma center. He had a seizure after getting slammed on the ground. Um, tweet from Chris Nowinski, PhD. This is a disaster. Pray for Tua. Fire the medical staff and coaches. I predicted this and I hate that I'm right. Two concussions in five days can kill someone. This can end careers. How are we so stupid in 2022? So, yes, um, it apparently is a gravely, gravely bad. And Tua, uh, I'm reading this from ESPN.com. Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa was taken to a local hospital with head and neck injury, suffered on a second quarter sack in Thursday night's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Tungavailoa hit the back of his head on the ground when he was sacked by Bengals nose tackle Josh uh, Tupu, and his arms appeared to seize up almost immediately. He remained on the field for roughly 10 minutes before he was loaded onto a stretcher and taken away. The Dolphins said shortly before halftime that he was con that he was conscious and had movement in all his extremities at the hospital, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Hey, I've been to that hospital. Uh, the entire Dolphins sideline gathered around midfield as he was taken off. And Sunday's win over the Buffalo Bills, Tongue of Iowa, so it was Sunday, underwent a concussion evaluation at halftime after he hit his head on the ground and then stumbled while trying to return to the huddle. The team initially listed him as questionable to return with a head injury, but later said it was a back injury. Hmm. So it was a head injury first, and then y'all changed it to a back injury. That sounds really fucking shady. Um, I'm sorry, where was I? Um, initially, listed him as questionable to return with a head injury, but later said it was a back injury that caused him to stumble. Tonga Vailoa later, uh, said later in the week that he passed every evaluation he took before ultimately returning to the game. The NFL Players Association requested a review of the NFL's concussion protocols following Tonga Vailoa's quick return to the game. Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel said Monday that his players' health is something he doesn't take lightly, that the team would comply with any review or investigation, and that he felt fine with the whole process. 
quote, the one thing I think our players know more than anybody, there's certain things I'm very sensitive to. I've been called emotional from time to time. And one of those things is player health, McDaniel said. So I don't mess around with all of that. They went through the protocols and in that process during the game, it was something that we wouldn't have moved forward in the direction we did had there been any sort of red flags because that you can't keep quarterbacks out of harm's way, so you wouldn't. If he had, if he had a head issue, he wouldn't have been back out there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater entered Thursday's game in Tungavailoa's place. The Dolphins had rookie quarterback Skylar Thompson active for the first time in his career as well. So number one, prayers up for Tua. Um, like the guy said in the tweet, two concussions in five days can kill you. This is not safe. Um, they're going to say it was a back injury, but we all saw the way he stumbled to get off the ground on Sunday when he got hit. So it really makes me wonder, you know, and... Listen, the Dolphins have been accused of being shady, obviously, within the past week or so. Because I'm sorry, the past year, the Brian Flores situation where he said the owner, you know, was going to incentivize him to tank games. And then, obviously, um, the league not following the Rooney rule and protocols because um, Bill Belichick texts Flores saying it looks like the Giants have, have their guy. He meant to text Brian Dabo and... Flores is like, really? Because I haven't even interviewed yet. And he's like, wait, who is this? And he's like, coach, this is Flores. I think you're thinking of somebody else. He's like, oh, shit, I messed up. This is what Belichick said. So we always knew the NFL was a big, good old boys network. Obviously, the Colin Kaepernick situation proved that because everybody's like, no, he was a terrible quarterback. No, numbers, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. The stats would tell you otherwise. There were other guys who were statistically and through the vision test, the optics way worse than Colin Kaepernick, and they were starting, and he was blackballed out of the league. So we know what that was about. These things have gone on to further prove that, and I'm looking at this situation like they shouldn't have let this kid play. They just shouldn't. And and you, this guy at some point is going to get married. I don't know if he's married already and have kids and stuff like that presumably right presumably we don't know what his, his personal life is or what he you know aspires to be um going forward but if he does want children he's gonna want to be able to play with his kids and i'm sorry that looked like a concussion on sunday and there's no there's no way you're telling me this same guy was slammed to the turf and passed concussion protocol i just don't buy that i just don't buy that so uh i'm really starting to wonder what's going on uh prayers going up for Tua we wish for the absolute best for him um you know it, it just looked bad I haven't seen the video of tonight's hit so and right now I just honestly don't want to look at it because um you know I've had my my bell rung or my clock clean as they used to say back in my day which makes me sound really old I'm 40 but yeah in high school they called it a stinger you just got your bell rung or something like that and like there was no concussion protocol when I played football when I was a kid there just wasn't um I don't have any dark spots in my memory or anything like that thank god but I also played hockey which is also another contact sport so I'm thankful I'm really thankful that I realized like hey there's this whole thing called genes and DNA and I'm not gonna be six foot so baseball seems like the way to go for me so I was able to stop the contact sports and um, you know, I feel good, but, you know, for, for those do that do play base, I'm sorry, football and hockey, you know, your safety is very important. And if, if you look around and you start to wonder, Hey, am I going to be here to see my kids or my grandkids or anything like that, or just live beyond 40, 45, 50, you know, those ages, 
take a step back and evaluate the situation. At the end of the day, it's it's not worth having the money that you're you're getting by throwing your body to the wolves if you're not alive to spend it and see your family, you know, benefit and profit from it. That's all I'm saying. Moving right along, another story that seems to keep getting swept under the rug. Uh, our good friend Brett Favre. Um, we know that apparently there's this situation where he uh, helped embezzle or were or I'm sorry, didn't help, but maybe had something to do with the embezzlement of welfare funds in the state of Mississippi to build a volleyball center for his daughter. So somebody caught up with him. And this is what Favre had to say. I saw this today and I was just like, this is fucking ridiculous. And he like, it really makes me wonder, like, um, going back to concussion protocol, like, and this is not to be in a joking or laughing matter, but we know Brett Favre took a lot of hits to the head as well playing quarterback. And he was a good, he was a gunslinger. So he was willing to stand in there and he was either going to get the ball out and it'd be a reception or it'd be an interception or he was going to get fucking tattooed. And I'm looking at this and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. This just doesn't look good. That's all I'm saying. Um, so our good friend Brett had this to say. Reached at his house for comment. Brett turned on the old gunslinger charm that's found itself wearing, uh, wearing thin recently. Quote, it's just astounding the hypocrisy from some of y'all, Favre said. I mean, heck, do you support Title IX or not? So he's trying to use... Title IX is an excuse, right? This is interesting. Uh, now my daughter is being persecuted from having a state-of-the-art volleyball facility because her dad worked for a living. Favre's mental gymnastics at this point would make uh, Svetlana Boginskia blush. I'm not sure what the pronunciation is, so I'm not going to go there. Quote, it's like y'all can't have me sending messages on my phone trying to hook up with a young woman, but you don't want me trying to help them out either. Make up your minds. After one reporter pointed out that this was an issue with welfare fraud, not women, Favre got more defensive. Quote, I don't know much about welfare. All I know is that we'll fare, we'll fare better. We'll fare a lot better as society once we get back to a little thing I call accountability, accountability instead of trying to take away uh, my constitution. This is all off the record, by the way. Um, so... Let's be very clear. Brett Favre, whatever bit of his mind he had, he's clearly fucking lost it. I know, I know good and goddamn well that you're not trying to use the Constitution as a basis to steal money from welfare. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Brett Favre? What is wrong with him? Like, this is absolutely fucking insane. And the fact that he thinks that, like, People are piling up on him. Like, you know what you did. You absolutely fucking know what you did. And trying to justify this by somebody taking your constitutional rights or anything like that, this is absolutely ridiculous. And, God, I, I just, excuse me. Um, I don't know where the fuck we go from here. But everybody keeps like, M-A-U-Doka, M-A-U-Doka. And people are like, yeah, Brett Favre stole welfare money. Millions of dollars in welfare money to build a volleyball center. M-A-U-Doka, what he did was wrong. I am not at all glorifying what he did. Whatever he did, that's between him and Nia Long and apparently the Boston Celtics because they are his employer. Where he goes from here, I'm not sure. Where he goes in his personal relationship or his, pro or his professional relationship, I'm not sure. It's none of my business. Now... These welfare funds, technically, 
not really in my business either because I'm not a resident of the state of Mississippi. I, I am, however, an American citizen. And I know when people of color are charged with things like this, they are told it's wrong. And they probably didn't grow up with their father in the house. And this, that, and the third. Brett Favre does it and we keep looking the other way. It's like the proof is there. The text messages. It's all there. But we're just going to be like, nah, it's okay. It's not that big a deal. A black or brown man or woman in that position would be persecuted, prosecuted, and prosecuted and persecuted. Let's be completely fucking honest. So I'm looking at this situation and I'm just like, again, the goalpost has moved. And I don't, you know, no pun intended because he's a football player, obviously, and he's one of he was a great quarterback. He really was. That does not absolve him of guilt in this situation. Brett Favre is wrong, and he's completely out of his fucking mind. And anybody that's going to sit there and back up this bullshit he's spewing is out of their fucking mind, too. However, this is United States of America. And they say if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So I digress. Moving along, number one, we want to say rest in peace to Coolio. Uh, Coolio died yesterday sometime in Los Angeles. I'm not exactly sure when. I saw it when I was driving home from work about 7.30 Central Standard Time. I was reported. A lot of people didn't believe it. And then TMZ and a lot of other places started posting it. A lot of reputable places. It's like, okay, Coolio's gone. Um, Coolio, most famously known for Gangster's Paradise, also did the theme song to Keenan and Kel's show on Nickelodeon, some other things. Um, he was kind of, a lot of people, I'm not saying Coolio's not a legend. If you believe he is, he is. Um... He was a staple of that mid-90s, like 93 till, you know, whatever, whatever. He's a staple. So he is very much legendary in his own way. Uh, Gangster's Paradise, obviously his most popular song. He never had another record that charted like that or gained him that much, that much, fuck am I saying that much, that much notoriety. He act, uh, won a Grammy for, for it, excuse me. I uh, saw Weird Al Yankovic post, you know, a rip to Coolio and a picture of them hugging. Which is interesting because Coolio was very, very upset with the fact that Weird Al spoofed Gangsta's Paradise like he had did to Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. What the fuck am I saying tonight? And other, you know, artists from the 80s and things like that. Madonna, Michael Jackson. Um, what they will tell you um, is that if Weird Al takes your song and does his own version, that means you have a really good song and it's pretty popular. So... I guess it's a form of flattery in a sense. I don't know. But again, I know Coolio did not like it when it initially happened. Uh, I remember, I want to say it was the press conference after after he had won his Grammy and somebody asked him about it and he didn't care for it. I do remember that. I'm pretty sure it was after he won the Grammy for Gangster's Paradise because if I'm not mistaken, he was holding the Grammy and shining it. So uh, again, we want to say rest in peace to Coolio. Uh, gone, but certainly not forgotten. So let's go ahead and switch gears into the gaming universe. Well, actually, let's talk about film really quickly. Uh, yesterday, Deadpool 3, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman tease a, tease a violent Wolverine debut. Uh, Logan, quote, is a totally separate thing, not touching that. Because I was wondering, like, we saw him die. Like, where are we going with this? And also, I'm sorry, I feel a certain way about this. I have nothing against Hugh Jackman. I actually love Hugh Jackman as an actor. The thing of it is, if you're trying to relaunch the X-Men within the MCU and you want to get away from the Fox version of the X-Men, you can't keep casting the same guy to play Wolverine. You just can't. It's like, well, the first X-Men film came out when I was graduating high school, right? That was 20, 
uh, that was the year 2000. It is now 2022. We're 22 years removed from when this man debuted as Logan, a.k.a. James Holland, a.k.a. Wolverine. I was 18 years old. I am 40. You're going to damage that role. Because at this point, anybody else that steps in and try to fills those, tries to fill those shoes, you're like, oh, well, it's not Hugh Jackman. He didn't look like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman would have done it like this. Hugh Jackman, would, it just, I, I, like, if you're trying to close the chapter, then fine. I think if, if they're going to do this, then yeah, Deadpool needs to go away after this. Deadpool 3 needs to be the end. Like, make it a trilogy, that should be the end. Because you can't have Deadpool come back in another film and then we're recasting Wolverine. It's going to look really, really bad. How old is Hugh Jackman, actually? Let's see. Let's just see. He's 53 years old. So we're talking 22 years. The guy's been playing this role since he was in his 30s. And he's in great fucking shape. Let me and let me not take anything away from him. I just think that you have to move on. You really, really have to move on. Robert Downey Jr. stepped away from the MCU, and you know other people have jumped up in his stead. And and um, Scar Scarlett Johansson. Now she did get a Black Widow movie that took place at a different time in the timeline, so she would be alive. But I think we all understand that Scarlett Johansson is done playing that role. I just feel like. I know, you know, Disney and Marvel Entertainment have gotten the rights to the X-Men back. We gotta let this go. We just gotta let it go. We have to let this go. So, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, per IGN.com, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are having more fun after the announcement that Wolverine will appear in Deadpool 3. Uh, this time teasing a very violent fight and making clear that 2017's Logan is a totally separate thing. Appearing in a quick video on Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' Twitter feed... The pair promised quick, uh, quick explainer video. It does indeed start by answering how much how Wolverine can appear after his death in Logan. Logan takes place in 2029. Says Reynolds, totally separate thing. Logan died in Logan, not touching that. However, after saying what actually happens in our film is these two fucking guys, and the audio fades out. Uh, wake me up before uh, you go, go go. Wake me up before you go go. Bob Wham. Wake me up before you go go begins playing and we see the actors effectively mime plot points including what seems to be a fight that sees deadpool and wolverine stabbing each other repeatedly expect lip reading experts to have a field day with this one but pr probably don't take too seriously what they're saying under the music um <laughs> the explainer video that tackles timeline questions logan can and mcu frequently asked questions and whether we can do this all day or not is available via ryan reynolds twitter feed which is at van city reynolds the video ends with Jackman and Reynolds thanking the MCU and Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige before showing us a set of pictures of the two together across the years, ending with a picture of them alongside director Sean Levy. Given that we knew Deadpool 3 will be R-rated, it's no huge surprise that we may be getting a violent fight between the two characters, but it's nice to know some of their classic comic book moments might be recreated. I am thankful for that. I am very thankful for that. Even with the Logan element cleared up, we still have several burning questions about Deadpool and Wolverine entering the MCU in the same movie. From whether this means the X-Men movie universe will be merged into the multiverse, where in the phases, where in the phases this falls and more. I guess we're going to find that out in 2024 when Deadpool arrives in theaters. I am very psyched for this movie. Don't get it confused. I'm very, very fucking excited for this. I just don't know what you do with the character of Wolverine going forward. So that's a huge question. 
In other news and are in the gaming world, PlayStation Star's loyalty program currently offers better customer service as a reward. This is nuts. This is fucking nuts. So basically, me, a lot of people, when, uh, when we were gearing up for the PlayStation 5, like, announcement and launch and all that stuff, um, we're all sitting around, me and my friends, like, waiting to get our opportunities to pre-order. And Sony sent me one directly. And my friend was like, how'd you get one? I'm like, because I, you know, play PlayStation products primarily. He's like, I do too. I'm like, no, let's be clear. You wanted the Xbox One initially at launch because you and your wife had this conversation and she called you out on it. Then when we all got a PlayStation 4, you wanted one. Then when you got one, you didn't play it. You played Street Fighter V once. Then you sold it to your brother-in-law. Then you got the God of War version with the, the PS4 Pro with the Leviathan, Leviathan Axe etching on it and all that. Then you sold that one. Then you got the Spider-Man, the red PS4 Pro Spider-Man edition. You didn't play that, and then you sold it. Then I'm guessing, I think he did get a PS5 now. So selling three PlayStation 4s, you weren't playing them. I, on the other hand, had a launch, had two launch PlayStation 4s and a PlayStation 4 Pro, as well as PSVR, and bought a host of PlayStation games and still do. So he was like, how did they send you one? I was like... Do you not realize every time you sign in and, and you register something, you have to use your email address? The same email address that's linked to your PlayStation uh, online ID, right? And all of your digital purchases. So if Sony's looking at those things, they see that I spent a ton of money on games in the last generation alone, right? And hardware. I've bought three different PlayStations in the PlayStation 4 generation as well as the PSVR. So, who are you more than likely going to send an email invite to purchase a PlayStation 5 to? The guy that has given a lot of money to this ecosystem or the guy that buys a console, sells it, buys it, sells it, buys it, sells it, and doesn't play any games in the interim? Question answered. So anyway, Sony's PlayStation Stars loyalty program is offering better customer support to those at a higher reward tier. That would be me that would fall under that. As reported by VGC, those using the service after its launch in Japan today, September 29th, have complained that those in the service's fourth tier get improved customer service. Users can move up tiers by buying games from the PlayStation Store and earning trophies, effectively meaning that those with more money will receive better support from Sony. Uh, it's really shitty when you put it that way, but that's the truth. But that does not mean it's, it's not a shitty thing. You should get equal customer service at any tier. I will tell you this, when... Um, a lot of people ran into this issue where our PlayStation 5 was just, uh, games were crashing and they, you know, you get a couple seconds in and it crashed and this, that, and the third. Couldn't figure out what it was. And mine started literally the day after my year warranty was up. And they're like, yeah, it's 250 bucks to fix this. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't have that fucking kind of money right now. I just don't. Like, bills, parent, hello. Along with other expenses, and I'm not going to get into that, but this is reality. I'm like, and I'm pissed because I've bought this product and I can't even fucking use it. And they're like, well, download the software, reinstall, da 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 da. That wouldn't work because it wouldn't boot from the jump drive. I tried it from not only a Mac, but a Windows PC. Neither one of them work. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit, dude. How is this happening to me? Literally, my PC, my PlayStation 5, and my Xbox Series X have all had problems. Welcome to the current generation of gaming. Hello, my name is Derek, by the way. Um, 
so then they're like, well, what is it doing? And I was like, so it just stopped. They're like, okay, did you get an error code? I'm like, yeah. They're like, read me the error code. I read it to them. They're like, okay, we're going to send you a box. And I was like, I don't have the money to pay for this. They're like, you're not going to have to. Um, they're like, unless we find that you dropped it and it's damaged from dropping it or there's water in it, this is our fault. They're like, we don't know what that error is, but it's something that we're going to re uh, repair for you for free because we haven't figured out what it is. Now, send me my PlayStation back. I installed an M.2 drive, and it's been smooth sailing from here on out. Been enjoying a lot of games on my PS5 with my DualSense controllers. Um, so they gave me exemplary fucking customer service at that point, to the point where they sent out two boxes. The first one apparently got lost in the mail, and then it showed up, so I packed it away took it up the fucking street to FedEx and sent that bitch on. And then the other one gets, got sent. And then I think I sent it in on a Tuesday. And my PlayStation was back by that Sunday. It was, The turnaround time was so quick. I was very, very impressed and very happy. So they gave me exemplary customer service at that point. I'm not sure if they looked at how many trophies I had and how many purchases I had made or anything like that. If you spend money within the ecosystem, it's nice to get those perks. But everybody should get the same exact perks. So I'm not with that at all. Uh, when contacting, quote, from this from IGM, quote, when contacting PlayStation customer support, you'll be given priority in the chat order. The reward list reads, and getting there requires users to first buy four games from the PlayStation store and earn 128 rare trophies. Well, um, let's see how many fucking trophies I have. And I know I have a ton of games from the PlayStation store. Um, where are my trophies? Um, my trophy level is 223. Let's just add them up, shall we? Plus. uh 1196 trophies and by the way uh the Bengals did win tonight's game 27 to 15 and i don't expect us to see two for at least two weeks at minimum anyway um so yeah it looks like i have all bases covered those who have done so will therefore be able to speak with playstation's customer support ahead of those who have spent less money something that has some users upset it's not guaranteed that this PlayStation Stars reward will arrive uh, with the North American, European, and other versions of the service, but Sony hasn't indicated that anything will be different between these regions. The reward program will also give players the likes of PlayStation Store wallet funds and select PlayStation Store products alongside a series of virtual collectibles that are definitely not NFTs. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is interesting. Again, I think that everybody should enjoy the same customer service experience. I shouldn't get any more because I've bought a ton of PlayStation games. Um, but it is what it is. Also, a uh, very interesting news. Even with the price hike in other territories, the PlayStation 5, in, in terms of sales at the moment within the last couple of weeks, only tra trails the OLED Switch and the standard Switch. Um, the Xbox Series X is actually more readily available and the Series S, but the PlayStation 5 is outselling them by a lot right now. So, um, apparently that, that little price increase didn't do anything to stop the momentum of the, play, momentum of the PlayStation 5. When they're readily available everywhere, it's going to be scary because then Sony's going to turn up the heat. At that point, God of War uh, Ragnarok will be there. Spider-Man 2 will be coming around the bend. 
Uh, Final Fantasy 16 will be there. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth is going to be there. Um, those when those when those consoles become available, I'm just seeing you're going saying you're going to see those sales numbers go up. So I don't know. And then lastly, this one was very interesting. Also from the the world of gaming, Google is shutting down Stadia, its cloud gaming service. Good night, sweet prince. This also from IGN. Um, let me tell you guys one thing. I am subscribed to Google Stadia, and I've never not I've not used it one fucking time. And I'm gonna tell you the reason why I didn't. When I set up the the Stadia thing, it was like, okay, so you can play it on YouTube browser anywhere. I was like, that's pretty cool. But from playing and and I'm telling you, Google and Microsoft two of the biggest tech companies in the world. I would assume their servers are about the same, although Microsoft has, has Azure, uh, Azure, so it may be a little better. I have played some games via the cloud on my iPad, and there is a there is noticeable lag, I'm not going to lie. Don't do it for shooters. Um, don't even do it for a game like NBA 2K, because I'm telling you, a, a basketball game, like there's lag when you have to, like, you have to time your shot meter perfectly. There is lag. Um, from what I heard about Stadia, it was absolutely fucking horrid. Also, here's the thing that really got me with Stadia, and I was like, there's no way this is worth it. And I'm wondering if Amazon's going to pivot on Luna because of this. Um, you can be a subscriber to the service. Like, I subscribe to Game Pass, and I can go and download a bunch of games if I want. Um, depending on what level of the PlayStation Plus you're subscribed to, you can download a bunch of games if you want. You can be subscribed to Stadia and still have to pay for the games. That is a fucking mistake and a disaster all rolled into a fucking burrito. Because what are you paying the, the fucking subscription service for? The little rinky-dink controller and the little Chromecast thing? And so a lot of people there had questions, what about all the games I bought? Because like I just said, you have to buy the games. You're subscribing to the service, and you still have to buy the games. Apparently, they're going to do refunds. But anyway, per IGN, Google has announced it's winding down its Stadia video game streaming service and will shut it down on January 18th of 2023. I wonder how they came to that date specifically. I don't know. In a new blog, the search engine company revealed that Stadia hasn't gained the traction with users that we expected, and as a result, the company has made the difficult decision to begin winding down the service. You can wind it down anytime. There's not more than like five fucking people on there at a given time. I'm just telling you right now. Google will be refunding users who purchase either hardware or games from Google and Stadia. You should. Quote, we're grateful to the dedicated Stadia players that have been with us from the start. We will be refunding all Stadia hardware purchases made through the Google Store and all game and add-on content purchases made through the Stadia Store. Players will still be able to access their game library and play until January 18th. Stadia is Google's cloud gaming service where users are able to stream video games including AAA titles like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Cyberpunk 2077 directly through Google Cloud Service meaning there was no need to purchase physical hardware so long as someone had access to Google Chrome. There was a dedicated controller players could purchase, however. Google says that the underlying technology that powers Stadia has proven to be powerful, and Google has already started offering Stadia as a white-label product, meaning other companies can use the technology without becoming a part of Stadia's ecosystem. But you're sunsetting it, so I don't know. This is weird. AT&T, for example, used Stadia technology to offer Batman Arkham Knight to users for free, and Google says the tech will be used to power other parts of Google, including YouTube, Google Play, and augmented reality. 
Uh, Stadia's closure is not a death knell for video game streaming. Xbox and NVIDIA offer cloud gaming as part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and GeoForce Now, respectively. And Logitech is making a dedicated cloud gaming handheld called the Logitech G. Looks like a Switch. It looks like a Switch Mini. Uh, while booting up a game instantly on Chrome or Chromecast could feel like magic in Stadia's tech, lowering latency and other streaming-based issues, the main issue with Stadia was always its catalog and promised features that never materialized. For all our full impressions, you can read a Stadia review on IGN.com. So I will post the link for that. Um, yeah, I don't know if you can say even say goodnight, sweet prince. I just felt like they never established themselves because, it, number one, it's hard. It, you can't just jump into the gaming space. Microsoft is still trying to figure it out, and we're 22 years in, right? Or t 20, 21, because... Um, 2021 was the 20 year anniversary of xbox right um they're still trying to figure it out they've done really really well but remember sony was still trying to figure it out they didn't have first party studios that could pump out the content they're pumping out now they had to do a lot of licensing deals and a lot of third party deals and second party deals and stuff like that uh playstation studios now is a juggernaut took them a while microsoft couldn't couldn't build First party studios. So what they do, they acquired they went out and acquired studios. And then they bought the two two of the biggest publishers in gaming in, you know, Zenimax, Bethesda Zenimax and Activision Blizzard. They're still trying to figure it out. Um Shannon Studs uh, Sud still left Sony Santa Monica for Google and then Yumi Yang took over at Santa Monica and we're gonna see, you know, uh Yumi Yang's uh dedication and hard work when um God of War Ragnarok releases. I don't know what happens to, to the people who left their jobs for Stadia now because some of these people had really good jobs at some of the you know some of the best developing teams and and publishers around the world and where do we go from here? That's the big question. I know where I'm not going and that's not to load up Stadia on any of my devices. I just it's not the the streaming that I was afraid of. It's when I found out that yeah you had to pay for a subscription and you still had to buy the game and that my friends. It's just like, yeah, or you could go buy a fucking PlayStation or an Xbox. Like, I get it, but... And I'm going to tell you right now, everybody, like, that ColecoVision we're supposed to get, that Atari retro console we're supposed to get, like, what happens to a lot of these people on the fringe? Like, Apple, you know, they're now making Macs powerful enough to run games, right? AAA titles. Uh, Resident Evil for one those the resident the modern resident evil games are becoming a mac and then there's the rumor that they were interested in acquiring ea and stuff like that does it give apple pause does it give uh amazon pause right who's using amazon luna i don't know anybody that is but i also didn't know anybody that was using google stadia and again i was subscribed and not using it so um i'm not saying that streaming is a failure in the gaming world i'm just saying maybe the world isn't ready for it right now but it's coming because if you buy a new Samsung TV, it comes with, you know, smart apps. It comes with an Xbox app, and all you got to do is sync a fucking controller via Bluetooth, and there you go. So I think, and I'm going to say this to say this, and this is no shade to Google, Microsoft is just proving how they can do things better. Like, I don't know if their first-party output, output is ever going to match up to what Sony and Nintendo do, and they don't have to because Game Pass is the best offer, the best deal in gaming. Um, the cloud gaming is awesome, right? 
and Sony should know because they paid Microsoft to list to license uh Azure. So, um, yeah, I I just don't think that Google understood the gaming landscape, and there was a way to do this, and there was a way to not do this, and a controller and a little Chromecast was the way to not do it. So I don't know. Anyway, that's it for me tonight, you guys. Um, stay tuned, obviously, for more episodes and more streams. Um, Patreon is actually still up. I'm going to do some different things over there. So if you guys are interested, patreon.com slash Derek Mon Experience. You get these episodes first over there. And then on the free feeds a couple of days later. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Derek Lamont Experience as well. I'm doing a lot of Twitch streaming lately. Uh, hopefully I should be back on cam coming up soon. All the streams I've done thus far within the, the past while have been without camera. So we should be back up on camera pretty soon. I'm going to go ahead and end this like I end every ep every other episode of the podcast. Believe in yourself first and foremost. Because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. As always, my name is Derek Lamont Jackson. That's my time for the day. I got to go, guys. Peace out.